Chicago's lead pipe crisis continues to drag on. As the replacement of those water pipes moves to a, quote, glacial pace, advocates are calling on the city to provide water filters in the meantime to protect residents from lead exposure. Here to tell us more is Chicago Sun-Times environment reporter Brett Chase. Welcome back, Brett. Hi, thanks for having me back. Also with us is Angela Gayadine, director of the Natural Resources Defense Council's Safe Water Initiative. Thanks for being with us, Angela. Thanks so much for having me. And we're also joined by Brenda Santoyo from the Little Village Environmental Justice Organization. Hi, Brenda. Hi, thank you for having me. Let's start with you, Brett. Remind us when this lead pipe replacement program started and what the mayor's goals were. Uh, well, first, we, we, we've known about the problem, um, about the um, the large numbers of, of lead pipes and, and the, you know, in that there are people who have astronomical levels of lead in their, in their uh, water. So Mayor Lightfoot said um, a little more than two years ago that we would um, start to tackle this problem of, you know, 390,000 lead surface lines in, uh, in city homes with a, a very small pilot program that would help low-income residents pay for these replacements because they can be quite expensive. Mm-hmm. So that uh, that program was announced uh, for you know a very modest number of homes. Six hundred homes would be done, and, and Angela and, and Brenda can fact check me, but I, I think we were supposed to get to those six hundred plus homes by the end of last year. Mm-hmm. Well, as of yesterday, there's just a little over one hundred and eighty that were replaced, and um, it, it's not really clear why. Uh, the city is is moving so slowly on this. Um, there has been some funding. In fact, you know, we reported uh, two years ago that the, uh, the the initial program would be paid with fifteen million dollars of federal community development block grant funds. That's that's HUD, Housing and Urban Development. Uh, yeah. By yeah. the way, and um, you know, just this year, the the EPA, Illinois EPA, awarded uh, the, the the city another four million dollars. We're not coming anywhere close to spending that money. Yeah. And, and there should be more money on the way because there, you know, there have been federal incentives, um, and and you know, actually, the state has more than hundred million dollars um, worth of funding that they can uh, they can use to to, to help. You know, All right, Brett. Uh, Brett, let's get your audio corrected here. In the meantime, I'll, I'll jump to Angela because, as Brett reported, Angela. Three environmental organizations, including yours, uh, the Natural Resources Defense Council, you called the city to address lead exposure while the replacement program continues. What are you asking the city to do, Angela? Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, let's give credit where it's due. I mean, the, the, the mayor has committed to, and she's the first mayor to commit, has, has committed to getting the lead service lines out of the city of Chicago. This wasn't her problem. This was systemic. Uh, Chicago put lead service lines into the ground through midnight of like 1986. So, you know, however, the pace is glacial. And as we're waiting at this rate, which could be years, decades, maybe generations at the current rate that we're going, people need safe, clean drinking water right now. And we know that the way to do this is to provide filters, actual certified working filters for especially the most vulnerable populations uh, in the city of Chicago. And what that means is, is that people who are pregnant um, and people who have young children in their homes should be drinking water that's filtered uh, because we know that Chicago has the most lead service lines in the country. And the recent Guardian article that uh, Brett has referred to uh, in their own study found that 1,000 homes had lead exceeding federal standards. And let's, let's talk about that, right? Like, we can talk about numbers all day long. 
But behind those numbers are actual people. That means there are Chicagoans drinking their morning cup of coffee each day made with lead-contaminated water. There are parents right now mixing bottles of baby formula with lead-contaminated drinking water. And we also know that there are too many black and brown communities and low-income communities of color that are disproportionately impacted by the lack of ability to get clean drinking water. And so being able to provide filters right now is a way to address this gap until we can get those lead service lines out and provide clean, safe drinking water to the people who need it most. Yeah. Brenda, I want to pick up on that investigation that Angela mentioned, you know, showing that despite a thousand homes in Chicago, um, you know, having lead levels higher than federal standards, overall Chicago is in compliance with federal and state guidelines. How should our listeners make sense of that? Well, I think like Angela said, these are real people like behind the statistics, behind the numbers, right? There is numbers that show that Illinois children have some of the highest blood lead levels in the nation. And part of that is correlated to the fact that Illinois has the most lead service lines than any other state in this country, right? Um, in in Illinois, there is at least like six, there, there is 600,000 known lead service lines, but that number could be close to a million. Um, just because of like the unknown materials in some of these people's homes. And then on top of that, there's some people who haven't even gotten like their water tested, right? I think that that the article showed that there was a thousand homes that were um, that had high levels of lead, but there's also so many other thousands of homes that haven't even, um, you know, tested their water to know that it's like safe and like they're able to drink it from the tap. Um, and that's also like difficult to do, like when the process to get your water tested can take months. I was like, for you to have to submit a water test to get a filter is conditional, right? You have to wait those few months to even be approved to get a filter. So in that time that like somebody is waiting to get their, their results back from the city, some people have even said that they haven't received like their results back. They're not able to like get like that relief immediately or like that access to the water filters to uh, provide them with clean drinking water, right? And we know that, like, clean drinking water is, like, a human right. It's not something that, like, should be conditional. Like, we should be giving these resources to act now, especially when we know that, like, these lead service lines is going to take close to 50 years to, I think it's estimated close to 50 years uh, based on, like, the Illinois state um, legislation that passed in 2020. Um, It's something that we need to act now. We need to be finding relief like for families and for people who are being impacted by these issues now. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about environmental organizations demanding that the city of Chicago provide more lead water filters to residents. We're talking with Brett Chase of the Sun-Times, Angela Gaiadine from the Natural Resources Defense Council, and Brenda Santoyo from Little Village Environmental Justice Organization. Brett, these environmental groups, they're not just asking for more water filters, right? There's a whole educational piece here, too. That's right. That's right. Uh, by the way, is my audio better? It uh, is. I, good. Uh, so, you know, they, they would like, you know, more outreach, more education. Um, you know, frankly, a lot of people just don't know what's uh, what's going on. And, you know, we have a snapshot of, you know, some of the problems. And, and you know, some of these reports were coming out, you know, you know, more than several years ago, you know, prior to uh, you know, the Life Administration, um, you know, even addressing this issue. But um, it, uh, you know, it's, it's there's, there's got to be awareness. 
there's going to be action. Um, and, um, you know, we need to, uh, you know, address this serious public health uh, issue. Angela, can you remind us of the dangers that lead water exposure poses for, for residents? Like, why is it so important to get the pipes replaced as quickly as possible? Sure. Well, I mean, the, let's just talk about the American Academy of Pediatrics. They recommend that no more than one part per billion of lead uh, should be allowed in their school tap water. And going back to your question about compliance, uh, you know, just because something is comp- meeting compliance standards doesn't mean that the water is safe, and it doesn't mean that we should be complicit. Mm-hmm. And as we've seen, uh, you know, there's, there's quite a bit of lead in drinking water. We have a lot of lead service lines. Um, and Flint was technically also in compliance until more testing revealed that the extent of the problems that that community had. So, you know, this is exactly the reason why we need to act now to bring down those levels of lead in drinking water and ensure that particularly our children and uh, pregnant people are um, getting clean, safe drinking water. You mentioned earlier, Brenda, the, the city program where um, residents can, you know, test their water and um, get a pitcher and filter set if it, if it passes a certain threat, threshold. You want to see that program improved, right? Can, can you talk explicitly about what you want to see from the city? So I think people should be able to request, like, water filters, and they should be able to, like, receive those materials, like, on request. I think it should be something that um, you don't have to wait, like, a few months to receive, like, your water, like, results to be able to qualify for a water filter. I think if you have concerns over, like, the quality of your water, you should be able to um, see a solution, um, like, as soon as, like, you ask for relief on that. Um yeah, I think that that's kind of just like it shouldn't be conditional to um, you having to give the city something to get something back. Yeah. And I mean, and if you if you've tested if a resident has tested tap water that passes the threshold of 15 parts per billion. Right. They, they're the ones that can get a pitcher and, and filter set. Put can you put that number in perspective for us? What does that mean exactly? Well, there is no known safe level of um, lead to like to be ingested by like absolutely anyone even like low exposures of lead is is caused i mean is linked to like brain and nervous system damage learning disabilities um and other um like impact health impacts to children mm-hmm. um i think like those standards were set like back um i decades ago um based on like the water infrastructure and like the way that like um Water depart- the water departments were able to mitigate uh, the contaminants in water. Um, so to this day, like we have the knowledge and the expertise uh, to be addressing this to the point where people should have should not have such a significant amount of like lead in their water. Mm-hmm. I was like, we are even um, calling on like the federal EPA to change their lead and copper rule regula- regulations to re- reduce like that threshold amount from 15 parts per billion to less than that because it shouldn't be that high. Do we know how many pitchers and filters have been set at this point? Uh, I don't have a number. Brett, what do we know about what exactly is causing this lead pipe replacement to take so long? Like, Why the delay? Have you heard from the city? I, I talk to the city all the time. I just, they just, say they're working on it. I mean, honestly, I, I don't know if you heard earlier, I, I've said only, you know, less than a third of that, you know, that 600 that were targeted 
have been replaced, you know, and, and that's just a drop in the bucket when mm-hmm. you're talking about 390,000. So I, I don't know, honestly. I mean, you know, you know, they, they had the funding for the pilot. They got more funding from the Illinois EPA earlier today. They, they don't have nearly enough to, you know, I think the, the city has estimated, you know, 10, as much as $10 billion to replace everything. They also have this really high um, uh, cost estimate for how much it costs per house. I mean, like a, up to like $30,000, which is like, you know, three times as much as like any other sort of you know, municipality. So there's a lot of sort of questions. They, they, they apparently don't have um, a contractor yet to even do a, uh, a pilot project of like doing an entire block because that's something that we know other cities have done to try to expedite and also to uh, save money, frankly. Mm-hmm. If you do like an entire block instead of just home by home, but, you know, for some reason this is just dragged on for, you know, Two, two plus years. I mean, the, the, the mayor did, you know, as she correctly says, you know, she she did say, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to tackle this problem. I'm going to address it and I'm not going to kick the can down the road, but it's still just moving at this really slow pace. Yeah. Well, Angela, what response have you received from city officials after making this call? Uh, you know, Brett has really identified uh, the glacial pace of uh, lead service line replacements, but I have not specifically received a, a call or anything like that from the mayor's office. But I'm sure um, that uh, their team is is working on it. But you know, we have to be able to think about uh, and think creatively about how can we get this done um, at a much faster pace because this is really a public health issue and um, should be addressed accordingly. Do you think city officials understand that? Do they understand the urgency of the problem? So I would like to believe that they would, um, but what's what's really most important here is seeing the action that's being taken, and that's what we're most interested. Uh, we want to make sure that everybody has safe drinking water. We know that there's a problem. I'm a mom of two. I would never want my child to drink from a lead-lined straw, mm-hmm. and I would hope that they would also want to um, have the same for their children and the next generation as well. Well, Brett, uh, aside from the, the progress of these replacements, anything else you're watching for as we move forward? Um, I mean, the progress is the is the big thing, and also, you know, where the the additional dollars going to come from. I mean, the, the mayor had identified um, a funding mechanism a couple of years ago that would be, you know, um, additions to the water bills, which, which is how a lot of infrastructure is uh, funded, in addition to you know federal money. So, you know, but what we keep hearing is that you know there's there's money out there. We kind of like once in a lifetime opportunities with some of the you know the recent you know big federal bills. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where's the money? Where you know, why, and what's uh, what's you know, what's holding it up? And then, um, you know, specifically, the mayor said in the spring that you know we were going to focus on some really vulnerable populations like you know daycare centers um, yeah. and home home based day, daycare centers are you know really in, in need of, of uh, some assistance. And so far, there haven't been any uh, replacements there. I'm told that they the city hopes to start replacing lead service lines and daycare um, next month. So we'll see. That was Brett Chase, reporter for the Chicago Sun-Times. Angela Gaiadine, director of the Natural Resources Defense Council's Safe Water Initiative. And Brenda Santoyo, senior analyst at the Little Village Environmental Justice Organization. Thank you all.